You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 160. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 160. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta I love that intro music. Remember when my brother, my my two brothers, and I would do that that whole yes and then ooh, ooh. and then one person one, pick up your feet at the field the beat <laughs> oh my god all right these people have no idea what we're they have no about. idea okay so i have two younger brothers and so we would do this thing when we were in high school where i don't even know what it's called now if it's like transfer or techno it was techno it was back then. Electri- electronic electronic i don't I, we don't know there's so many different guess genres. who's old the Smiths are old. Yeah, I have no. It's a lot of. I have no idea. But anyway, in that. so my one brother would go, right, and then I would go. Uh, well, how do? No, it was like ear, 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 and then you go. That's right. That's right. The other brother would do that, and then my youngest brother would come in with, "Pick up your feet if you feel the beat. Pick up your feet if you feel the beat." So it was like. The most musical thing the three of us had ever done. It was pretty white. <laughs> it was pretty white. So I gotta say. I wonder if they would still be up for it. I'm sure they would do it. Oh I'm my sure. god! And then you, and then when I got with you, then you introduced. Ooh, ooh. Oh no, no! You went boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so I had to shake it up because Mr. Smith informed me that he's not quite as witty. I'm not feeling very witty today. Yeah. So, a little foggy in the brain. A little foggy. So I was like, we need to, we need to get it shaken up here get, a little bit. Get me moving. Yeah, thank you. So, All hello, right. pod people. I feel ready now. You do? Yeah. You feel like the mics are officially warm? Yes. Hello, audience. Hey, guys. So today we're going to talk about five lies you tell yourself about making everyone else happy. Mm-hmm. So these common things that we kind of buy into. Liar. Liar. <laughs> I wish you weren't a liar. I wish you weren't a liar. But these things that we genuinely buy into from social upbringing, from society, from influence, from our families, our environments, our jobs, where we get wrapped up into these ideas that we're responsible for making everybody else happy. And we end up twisting and contorting and altering who we are and our own behavior in order to please everybody else. So I'm going to untangle five of these things that we tend to tell ourselves. And this should give you a little bit of a understanding of like where you can dig in a little bit deeper. Usually you'll know really clearly like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's Mm -hmm. me for sure. But do you do you hear something? In oh, the... I think I do. I heard the dog bark. But Wait, was it other the dog? than that, no. There's that. Oh no, I hear. A... We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. It's a free shit alert. It's a free shit alert. I can't tell you how happy that makes me. 
like it makes me so happy you that love we, it that we have these like janky ass little things jingles <laughs> yeah it's one of those just small things in life that makes the me happy. joy junkie jingles so we have a free shit alert if you have not attended one of my free yes free online workshops or if you have wanted to attend but the timing didn't work out for you you are in luck my friend because coming up very shortly and available for registration right now free registration is my very popular workshop around people pleasing in particular so i thought hello let's talk about it while we're discussing some people pleasing behavior Mm -hmm. it's called four ways your people pleasing is destroying your happiness why putting everyone else first is stealing your joy and what the hell you can do about it without being a total asshole. That's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. I mean, it's really just four ways people pleasing is destroying your happiness. Got it. It was just a long. Uh, yeah, but that's. But I mean, it's clear. It's right? clear. You know exactly what you're getting. And you guys, my dog is dying I know. in the background. I'm not so. sure why he's. <laughs> <laughs> like coughing up a lung over there. My poor little boy. Oh. So, yeah. Might have a plague. He, you think he has a plague? I think he has the plague. <laughs> the Black Death. Like, like. I was like... The Black Death, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean the Black Death? Oh, my gosh. Isn't, All right, so isn't that how Ring Around the Rosie came about? That's right. That's, Poc- what, that's why they put a pocket full of posies that, that, to get rid of the smell. Which I'm sure worked. Yeah, it had to work better than <laughs> nothing. Wow. Okay, so let anyway. me tell you about free shit. Let me just tell you. <laughs> yeah, side Okay, so if you want in... If, <laughs> where do we get... I don't I don't know. even... I can't. I so if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register, you will see the different dates and times that it is available. It's a virtual workshop. And when I say workshop, this is not like another version of the pod. It's definitely loaded with a ton of information, but it's something that you will want to be in front of your computer with your workbook. I made a completely free workbook for you as well. It's like a, it's a free class. It's a full on class. Yeah. And wow. I have people who come back to them over and over again, and you know, there's they'll there will be tons of homework for you to implement. I like tangible, implementable things because personal development can be a little heady and a little conceptual, and sometimes it's like, okay, but how do I do that? How do I change my relationship to self worth, or how do I all of a sudden just believe that I'm worthy, or figure out those things that are holding me back or the rules that I make up about standing up for myself or not standing up for myself or looking at your personal inner conversation. So we're going to dismantle a lot of that stuff and give you tons of tools and you definitely want to get your ass there. It's fucking free, by the way. So hello. So just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you can get your ass to class. You, you always have, like, I mean, you, you guys can know just in the podcasts how much content she throws out for free. Like, you can imagine what this class is going to be like. I, I, I'm always like the guy on the sit and sleep commercial, no. you know? Or no. <laughs> the, the accountant stop. who's asking him Jesus. to stop killing him. I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, I, I'm trying stop. to explain no. it so you don't have to oh. hear me soon do it. Now it's going off in my head, though. You're killing me, Amy! Oh, ha- See, you made me do it. Oh, I didn't make you do anything. You did, you did that on your you own volition. Totally just held a pen to my head. I did not. You oh, did. my God. Okay. All right. So, I would love to have you 
and registration's available now. And I uh, have switched my software, so I am very limited how many people can actually attend. So if you want in, go. And you know, like you were talking about, the way in which I orchestrate the amount of content and teaching and education that I deliver, like it, the podcast is level one, the workshops are kind of like level two, and then my paid for classes are like the levels three. Right. and beyond you know that's sure. that's the immersions that that's the deeper dives but i feel like there's a ton of people who won't be be able to afford coaching or a class or things like that and they still should be able to make some changes and shifts in their life sure. and so Absolutely. if i can do all of that and support my own income you know like let's do it you're such a humanitarian i am this is my philanthropic <laughs> work do you see do you see what's happening that so, leads us right into the would you rather actually the what would you rather? Yeah. All right. So, Miss Humanitarian, let me ask you a question. Oh, dear. This would, isn't going to be like eating a horse again, is it? No, that was last week. God, that was rough. Would, what? You didn't actually eat the horse. And of course not. So, it's not that rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Would you rather cure cancer or end world hunger? All right, end world hunger or cure cancer. Cure cancer. The way that it was written oh, was man. cure your own incurable disease. But I thought it would be better to say, like, what if you just cured cancer? Because e each one would be, like, amazing, right? I don't know. I don't know the stats of how many people are, you know, affected by exactly. or inflicted with cancer. But I do know that world hunger is is one of those out of sight out of mind things mm -hmm. that is cancer is a lot more in your face because you know people that are have cancer I at know, least man. you know i think i'd have to go first with world problem well i personally believe that we've actually already cured cancer but pharmaceutical right. companies right, right. aren't so what if you were able to bring the cure to the market I still... you'd be a wealthy person I... start there yeah um, I, I still think i'd go with hunger yeah I do. Me too. I do because I you so. know there's I mean they're both egregious and I've lost plenty of people to cancer too and it, uh, it uh, yeah but I still I feel like there's people who just they're like 4 years old and haven't eaten a I good know. meal. You know what I mean? And right. that for me is just I can't wrap my yeah. head around that. That'd be awesome. It How about be, you? I I think I do the world world hunger for sure. I, I think You would it, too. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be so awesome to be able to make this planet self-sustainable again. Ugh. You know, yeah, where we could all it. have something to eat. Yeah. That would be awesome. And it's... There's it, going to be diseases and things like that, but being able to eat might keep you from getting them. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, that so that's was, sobering. Oh, that one was heavy. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about five lies that you might be bought into around the need to please or making others happy. So the first thing is oftentimes we will believe that making everybody else happy, we are somehow doing something incredibly noble. We make up that self-sacrifice to some extreme costs, 
you know, to your own wants, your own desires, your own physical well-being, exhaustion. We give and give and give and give and give. Let me make everybody else happy. My boss, my spouse, my kids, my brothers, my sisters, my family, everybody else happy. And look at how noble that is. Look at how valiant that is. And so we get caught up. And also, again, like I was saying, we're told that from an early age. Don't rock the boat. You know, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Don't do this. Don't do that. Make everybody else happy. Be a peacemaker. All these things that we're kind of taught. We're not, especially women, we're not told, yeah, speak your truth. Speak your mind. Rock the boat. No. Mm. You know? So. You're right. I think that. It's, first of all, give yourself massive compassion that we're not taught the opposite and also know that constantly putting everyone before yourself is poison disguised as mobility. I just said mobility. Nobility. Before yourself is poison disguised as nobility. So, again, it's the appearance of making everything amazing but what you have to know are a couple of things first of all if and i'm talking about when you are pleasing everybody else at a severe cost to yourself i'm not saying that when you tell somebody like no i think your your haircut looks amazing and you genuinely think that that you're not being a people pleaser in that situation. You know what I mean? If you genuinely believe that their haircut's nice or if you genuinely want to say yes to somebody asking something of you. So I think the problem happens is when we're actually fucking lying or we're being inauthentic and we're pretending that we like something just because our spouse likes it or we pretend that we want to be available for something even though we totally don't want to be available for it. So the place to look is, is the way that I am behaving and how I am conversing with these people in my life, am I being a liar? Am I being inauthentic by how I think I need to be perceived? Hmm. What you thinking over there? It's just a lot to chew on because I think most of us think that giving of yourself is how you get back like the giver's gain kind of attitude right you know the more you give the more you get kind of thought process so i think that there's two different things here i think that there are people who are genuinely lit up and fulfilled Mm -hmm. by giving back okay or by Uh, having a lot of impact in people's lives or being of influence or just being of service, like care, caregiving or, you know, like a lot of helping professions, medical professions, people tend to genuinely be humanitarian and want to see people do well, which is noble, which is great. Right. Because that's authentic because you genuinely do want to do those things. However, everything in moderation. So we've talked before about the, the bank account analogy that's, uh, yeah, Covey's Franklin Covey and the idea is this that our lives are somewhat like a bank account like metaphorically so we have people in our lives who are constantly making withdrawals from the account of our lives and then we have people who are making deposits and the idea is that we're always living in the our the ideal would be if we're only engaging in relationships that are that are adding to our bank account who are contributing to our energy and our 
and vice well-being. versa. And vice versa. So right. that we're only in a, in a kind of a, a reciprocity of giving versus what often happens, which is us having a lot of takers in our lives who are always asking for things, not giving back to us, not being who we need in a lot of situations where we need support or whatever it might be, help or assistance. It's like they're always taking, 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 taking. And so the idea is if this was truly your bank account, you would not just be handing out ATMs and saying like, yeah, take all my money. Here, write checks from, you know, just take it all. But you might give a little bit of charity. But you don't give your entire fucking income to charity. You do a handful to charity. Right? right? So the same is true in our relationships with everybody else in our life. We might genuinely be lit up by giving or supporting somebody or contributing to their life, but not all of our energy, all of who we are in every single circumstance or at the cost to our own self-care. So there's a place to find balance. It's the same same way of anything else that brings you fulfillment. Like I'm hugely fulfilled by personal development and teaching and educating. But I can't just stop and coach every fucking person that I see because I will be exhausted, depleted. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Right. So everything, even noble acts like that, even being of service has its limit. Yeah. But here, what I'm talking about primarily is when we are so pulled to do that because we are so afraid of what people will think if we don't do it. Right. That That's kind of what I was getting at is that feeling of, oh, I'm they're going to look at me like I'm selfish if I don't. Exactly. Right. It's when you are motivated by something other than fulfillment. Got it. Because if you're motivated by by something that's fulfilling, you could be totally fulfilled by caregiving or support or impact or being of service. Right. But if you are hiding behind that and you're saying like, "Oh no, it's really because I want to be of service." But what's really happening is you're fucking terrified to use your voice. You're afraid of what somebody will say if you say no. Right. You're afraid of not being liked, mm-hmm. not being accepted. Then honey, you need to call a spade a spade because this is not about you being of service. This is about you being so fucking caught up about what people are going to think of you. Right. And that is inauthentic. That, I got you. that is being a motherfucking liar. <laughs> so, and you're too good for that. That's what I want you to understand is just because we've been taught that our entire lives does not mean we can't start switching that. And it doesn't mean that we have to be a total asshole doing it. And my second point, the second lie we kind of buy into, which is a perfect segue, is if I don't put everyone else first, then I'm being an asshole. Like, then I must be totally a dick. So we think that if we can't come to somebody's rescue, if we're not available to help them out, uh, if we can't meet somebody where they need us to meet them, if we're depleted of our own energy and can't come to somebody's you know, aid, that we're actually being malicious. Right. And I love to say, like, you're only being a dick if you're actually being a dick. <laughs> like right. if you're actually being like, fuck you, I'm no, I'm not going to be there for you. Or, ew, I don't have time for that. Or if you say you're going to be there, you don't show up or something <sighs> like that, right? That's my biggest pet peeve. That is a big one. I would so much rather somebody kindly say to me from the beginning, I do not think I can commit to that. I would love to, but I cannot commit to that. 
and I would hate to have to bail on you later. I would right. so much rather have somebody say that. Now, this is another point. People just want to be heard and understood. So, for instance, if somebody is saying, like, hey, is there any way you could help me move on Saturday? You know, like, I really, really could use some help. And you genuinely want to. Like, there's also that where you would love to be available, but you know you've been running yourself ragged. It's your only day off, and you really need respite. Or you're not going to be a better wife. You're not going to be a better employee or employer or mother or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know that that, and so then you get racked with guilt. Guilt, 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 guilt. Your favorite. Right? And which <laughs> fucking sucks. So that's one lens which you can look at it through, or you can look at it through the lens of self-care. Yes, I feel an element of guilt because I genuinely want two things in this moment. In that situation, you genuinely wish it would be a situation where you could be there for that person. And you genuinely want to take care of yourself. So there has to be a choice, right? Right, yeah. Okay. So with that particular person, given that you do want to be there for them, I always say, like, thank you so much for thinking of me. And please know, I would love to be there for you. I have to politely decline. And I am so, so, so very sorry. But I have to take care of myself. I have been running myself ragged. I have been, you know, whatever. It's honest, yeah. I I haven't had a day off in a long time. Had it fallen on any other day, I would have loved to take care of you. I have I, I've done that. Yeah. You know, like I've used that tool now for a while. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Most people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't want you to do that on your day off. Right. You know, like they're, but people are afraid to go, uh, uh, it's my day off. You know, they're like, right. Afraid, like, oh, so, so what? It's your day off. Come help me out. You know, like, and then what does that tell you about that person? Right. Like, they're obviously so disrespectful of what you need. <laughs> and then that, that calls into question is this somebody who is really, and we're back to the bank accounts. Right. And then we're back to the bank account situation. Yep. So it really depends what is propelling you to people please. Because sometimes we we are trying to make everybody else happy. And they're not even of... They're people we don't even fucking like. Yeah. You know, like that's a huge one. You need to just check yourself. Because that is unnecessary suffering. If you're If it's people you don't even you don't even want to be around and you're guilting yourself into, oh, I owe them all this stuff. No, no, yeah, no. And, you know, I'll link to the emotions episode. A lot of times what we have to do is we actually have to be with the fucking guilt in the moment because it will pass and then you can kind of dissect what's actually happening. So go to the show notes page and I will link, be sure to put a link to that if guilt in particular or fear or getting scared about what somebody else would say is what's holding you back from a lot of this or is encouraging your people-pleasing behavior, I will. Uh, I highly encourage you to listen to that episode. All right. So in those situations, I think if you can empathize or sympathize with somebody else's plight, most of the time they just really want to be heard. So with that example that I gave just a second ago, and, and what you were saying, we're not being mean. We're not being malicious. We're not being dicks. We're not being assholes. We're just declining. We're just saying I'm not available. That does not mean for one second that you're selfish, that you're an asshole, that you're being mean at all. 
So that is a fallacy we need to completely unravel. Right. Because it's just plain old bullshit. You're only being a dick if you're actually being a dick. Right. And I think there's a difference too. Like, you know, the, I don't know why this uh, example came to my mind, but like, let's say my best friend calls me and he's in jail in Mexico, but he calls me at one in the morning and I got to be to work at nine in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Well, I would first, first of all, I would look at what do I really, do I want to be there for this person? Right. Because this could be a scenario of we've had a lot of conversations about your drinking. We've we've had a lot of conversations about X, Y, or Z that I knew would land you in a situation like this. You Mm. know what I mean? So it really, really depends if bailing him out would be enabling. Right. So I would really have to look at the large scope of everything, and I would also have to look at the the dynamic of the relationship. Like, is it somebody who who it is very reciprocal? Yeah. And they are. If it's con- your best friend. I would hope so. I would hope so too. Yeah. But is this just yet another way in which they take from you because you always fucking say yes? Right. So I would look at what are the implications of saying yes and what are the implications of saying no, mm-hmm. you know, and start looking at how do I really truly want to show up and what's really powerful for me. And in that situation, it could be both could be right answers. Yeah, right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> sound like me now. It really, but it really does depend. And that's one thing that I'm always telling my students is the answers are going to change. It's not like you always say no or you always say yes. It's you you examine each scenario. So for for instance, if that were you, I would be I would be gone in a hot second. Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Some other people in my family, I'd be like, you're gonna have to figure that out. Right. Because that is not the nature of our relationship. And you can always be apologetic, sympathetic, or empathetic about somebody's situation. And you can be completely kind and graceful, right? So you don't ever have to be a dick about it. You don't have to be mean about it. And so in that situation, you can say, I am so sorry, man. Like, that sucks. I am so sorry that that happened. I wish that there was an easy answer. I wish I could just, like, beam you up and bring you up back here. So I think there's a huge element of understanding their plight and knowing that that's still not your responsibility and you don't have to be motivated from a place of guilt. So so that just depends. Mm. What If you choose to go rescue him, you're also choosing probably to say no to some money at work because you're going to have to call out. You are, you're saying no to sleep. You, you know what I mean? And so you kind of have to de- debrief all of this stuff and go, okay, given that that's the case, is this still worth it for me? Is this still something that I want to do? And if I do... Are there things that I need to give voice to in order to make sure it's clear inside that relationship? Because let me tell you, if you just fucking say yes over and over and over again without boundaries, without any examples of how it's impacting your life or expression of what's happening for you, that person just thinks you're down to rescue them all the time. Right. They think you like it. They think you're the yes man because you have not told them anything otherwise. So if they have to read your mind, that's on you, my friend. Mm-hmm. So okay, does that help? Yeah. 
because Absolutely. I mean it really it like depends on who the friend is it depends on the you know it depends on how important that is for you to go to work sure all of those things so but what I think is really really important for people to hear is that your wants and desires and needs are just as important as anybody else's wants, desires, and needs. So if that person needs you to help them move and they have those wants and desires, that is just as important as you needing downtime and it's your only fucking day off. We don't have to weigh them. We try to weigh things and go, uh, what you need, you need me so much more right now. You are more important versus I'm also important and here's what I choose. And also there's times when you choose to not take not have the day off and you choose to go help your friend move but the point is is being conscious about what you're choosing because if you get home that night and you're fucking pissed because you had to help somebody move and you're just complaining bitching and complaining and screaming and yelling at your partner and taking it out on them you also chose that you chose silence and they didn't and they didn't (laughs) and you chose bitching and complaining and moaning and blaming so be clear about what you're choosing you are allowed and it's your nice. call. Nobody is holding a gun to your head unless they are. And in that situation, it's a very, very different because <laughs> we're talking about self-preservation. <sighs> okay. So number three, third lie that you might be buying into is that you have to immediately respond or you have to actually give an answer to somebody just because they asked something of you or just because they asked you a question. So... I know that I've had uh, students or uh, clients of mine in the past, and myself included, where, for instance, people will say to me, like, why don't you want kids? You know? And so, like, the people-pleasing approach would be to over-explain it or to, you know, try to not rock the boat. Let's not make anything controversial. Like, oh, it's just, oh, just not yet. (laughs) Laugh it off, right? Or you could be super combative, which is what I used to be, you know, like wanting to pick a fight. Or you can always choose just to not answer the question. You can say, you know what, that's actually something I prefer to only discuss with my husband. Like just because somebody asks you a question does not mean you have to answer it. Just because someone asks you who you're voting for or when, why aren't you married yet? Or why do you want to work there? Or why can't you make it to my party? You don't have to answer anything you don't want to fucking answer. But because things are phrased in a question, we think we're obligated to. Yeah. But my favorite is just to say, you know what? I, that's actually something I prefer not to discuss. I, sh- I really hope that you can understand. I really hope that you can respect that. That's perfect. And you just shut it down. So that's another place for you to look. Are there times when you say no and you feel like you have to give this huge explanation Or you want a day off and you have to give a huge explanation of why you deserve it. Sometimes you just have to say, it's not about making them see you in a specific way or pleasing them or making them happy. It's about taking care of yourself and being really kind and graceful as you do so. That's the big difference, right? Sure, sure. All right, so number four, putting yourself first is selfish. That's the one that gets me right there. And you, you've said some really cool stuff about selfishness in the past. And, and I, I did a, an episode actually called Selfish is the New Black because I think that we have uh, a problem with viewing caretaking for self as a negative thing. 
when I think that that's what enables us to be better humans, period. We're better spouses, sisters, humanitarians, mothers, fathers, brothers, whatever, if we are genuinely caretaking for ourselves. I mean, think about... There's a reason they say put your own oxygen mask on first when you're on the airplane. That's exactly right. And I have, I seriously, under this point, I have oxygen mask. Oh. Nice, Mr. Smith. Boom. Just like that. Because putting yourself first, not only is it extremely loving, but it's also amazingly good for the people in your life. And, you know, if you think about if you're sleep deprived or if you're really stressed out, those are the times when you usually lash out at your kids or you're really snappy with your spouse or you tend to be like, I don't have time for this with your brother or sister. Right. Right. That's not that's not awesome and noble and fantastic because that's where you actually become a dick. That's when you actually are becoming a dick. That's exactly right. Because you're so convinced that you have to do everything and anything for everybody else and then there is a cost because we're not fucking heroes right we're not superheroes we can't do all of that we're not bionic we can't do all these things we have to say no to certain things and it's possible to do that by being kind and Mm -hmm. graceful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice so it's not selfish and again if you're going into that place of like oh I just feel guilty I feel guilty fine Feel fucking guilty, but you still need to caretake for yourself. It doesn't mean that that guilt is going to last forever. And that's, again, why I do think you need to listen to the podcast on uh, on emotions. emotions. Yeah, because we just think as soon as something feels uncomfortable, we do whatever we need to do to make it feel better, uh-huh. which usually means people-pleasing, saying yes to people, saying yes to shit yeah. we don't want to do. All right, number five, and this is – I was kind of alluding to this early – earlier but another kind of lie that we buy into is that we don't have a choice we think well like well if i don't do it who's going to do it i don't really think think i have a fucking choice you always have a choice you always have a choice now you what you're really saying is i don't want that consequence that's what you're really saying you're not you really do have a choice but for instance if you say i don't have a choice i have to stay at my job no, what, right. what you're really saying is, I don't want the consequence of being out of the work action right now. of, yeah, leaving that job. Right. So don't get it twisted. Like, we have a choice. So, in the same scenario, if you are feeling like, well, I can't say no, it's like, no, no, no. You're just choosing that I don't want the consequence of confrontation. Right. I don't want to sit with somebody being disappointed in me. Or something fucking awkward. So I'm going to pretend like I don't have a choice. You're onto something, Smith. I think so, right? (laughs) So you do have a choice. And then what we end up doing is then instead of acknowledging like, oh, I actually could have not taken that on or I could have actually said no or I could have said, sorry, boss, I actually do have plans this evening. I'm not able to work late. I do have that choice. When we're not in that place, we make it everybody else's fault. And we blame, 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 blame. Well, my fucking boss made me stay late. Well, did he give you a choice? And you just felt like, well, what what will he think of me if I don't stay late? That's your call, right? Or telling your mom, no, you can't, you know, baptize my kids. 
You know, like that's, we've used that example before. That's a choice. What you're choosing is, I, it's too scary to me to give voice to something or it's too scary for me to actually have that challenging conversation. So I'm going to just blame her, my mom. If my mom wasn't such a dick, if my mom wasn't so forceful with her goddamn religion, it's like, no, 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 no. The more you get stuck in blame, the less you have any power. That's so true. Because you're going your fault, you, you, you over there, and you're not looking at all at your role. Yeah. So if you find that you're in a constant whirlwind of blame or complain, that is an immediate place for you to look at what choices have I been making that are not in service of me? Interesting. And take back some fucking power. Take back some ownership. Because we can blame all goddamn day. And it feels better. It's easier. We don't have to look at our own shit. I get it. But it does not bring you any personal power. And it does not ever make you feel like you really do have a choice in the matter. Yeah, for sure. And it's a trade-off, right? Like, it is a trade-off. Right now, in the class that I'm teaching... We're talking about standing up for yourself and actually having challenging conversations. And there are a lot of time dichotomous emotions that happen where you have a sadness around an altercation in a relationship. Like let's say your sister doesn't understand your point of view, even though you spoke up for yourself with grace and kindness. Maybe your sister doesn't understand, doesn't get it, makes you wrong, casts guilt. And so you experience the sadness of like, man, that fucking sucks. And simultaneously, you have that dichotomous feeling of pride that you finally gave voice finally to something. Stood up, yeah. So don't don't misunderstand. It's not like give voice to things, and all of a sudden everybody's going to be amazing. No, I'm saying give voice to things, and all of a sudden you have your own fucking power. Does not mean that people are always going to get it, or that there's not going to be situations that are uncomfortable, or hurtful, or awkward. They are whether you say yes or no. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. And I, and again, it's the perspective through which you decide to look at the situation, you know. So I always look at, well, if somebody is going to cast a bunch of blame my way or guilt my way, I immediately go into, huh, let me look at this, the grand scheme of this relationship. Is this, well, I always look at, is there merit? You know, I always look at, is there merit? Is there something that I could have done better? Am I proud of myself? But I go into my own internal checks and balances. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look at, hmm, could I have spoken kindly? A little bit more kindly? Could I have been more graceful? Am I proud of who I was in that instance? And if the answer is yes, then I then I can look and go, okay, then that's their shit to carry. I'm not going to just be all... Well, how can I make you like me? Yeah. You know, I, I might go, mm, we might not be the best match then. If that is how you view me and you cannot hear me and I cannot hear you, then maybe this Where's isn't as us? symbiotic as it needs to be. Yeah. Right. So do not think for one second that you don't have a choice. You're just weighing out consequences. So pick the consequence that feels the most fucking powerful for you. Right? I like it. Yes. All right. So if you've been listening to this and you've been going, oh, my God, I need a deeper dive, come join me for the workshop. It's it's great because 
you're with a bunch of other people from all over the world, quite all, literally. All over the world. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like middle of the night in some, some countries. And people are all coming together for the same thing. You know, and there's a reason why I teach this shit. Because nobody teaches you anywhere else, right? It's yeah. not, you're not alone. You are not alone. So if you want to make some shifts and you want to get a handle on this people-pleasing thing, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and join me for this free class. Be sure to grab your workbook. That'll be mailed to you prior to the class. Carve out this time for yourself. This is also a piece of self-care. self-care. I'm important. My learning and growing is important. My Would you ever tell somebody like, fuck your religion, fuck your Bible, fuck your, you know, no, you go there to take care, you go to church to take care of yourself, to take care of your spirit. This is what hippies do. We take care of our spirit this way. <laughs> <laughs> this is our religion, right? So self-care, that's your spirit. We need to guard it like it's our faith. Like it's our beliefs, right? Yeah. But we don't. We put it on the back burner. You would never tell somebody that about about their faith or their beliefs, right? You're fired up today. I'm worked up, man. <laughs> fired up. Maybe it's because you told me you you weren't feeling witty, so I was like, I, I better like, bring it. I gotta bring I it today. I better compensate it for the mister. <laughs> but anyway, I just get passionate about it because I was. This was me. Absolutely. These lies. I, you I, know, I, I all of us. It. There's. I, I bet you there's not a person listening that can't relate to that. Yeah. I, I can almost guarantee yeah. that, that most people that are listening are going, yep, that's me. Yeah. And there are still times that I, I took the easy way out. Sure. I mean, you know. You know? <laughs> and, because it's uncomfortable. Sure. But. Um, Can't win every time. But you declare a do-over and sure. you do your best the next time. That's right. And, but though, even those where you're like, ah, you know what? I could have shown up a little bit better in that situation. It, it teaches you a lesson that you can use. That's right. The next time something comes around. That's exactly you right. You know, that's where wisdom comes in. That's exactly right. <sighs> All right. So I need to need a I need a nap now <laughs> or a cigarette. I don't know. We'll see. I don't smoke. Anyway, I don't smoke cigarettes. That is. I don't smoke cigarettes. Air quotes. <laughs> All right, guys, so we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.